Hi, I'm Susan Moore, Community Engagement Manager with IIBA. And I'm Scott Bennett, Manager of Business Analysis with the International Institute of Business Analysis. And this is Business Analysis Live. We've got an interesting topic today that we're going to be talking to you about. And we've got a number of guests we're going to be bringing on too. So today we're going to be talking about what are the three E's of business analysis? Three E's? There's something else I've got to I've got to know about business analysis. You've you've got my curiosity peaked. I need to know more about what these three E's of business analysis are. Okay, well, why don't we introduce our guests for today? We'll bring them on stage here. We've got Brianna and Luigi. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Great to have you here. Um, hey, Brianna, let's start with you. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you for inviting us, uh, Susan and Scott. I'm Brianna, and I am the president of the Australian chapter of IIBA. So, Obviously, we are based in Australia, and we are the biggest chapter in the world. So here today, we are going to share with you the um, I, the news about our big flagship event happening in October, which is kind of the um, heartbeat of our organization for the last 12 months. You know, and when you say you're the biggest chapter in the world, like that's not a, that's, she's really not joking. It really is the biggest chapter in the world. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they are the reason um, that we've got these three E's. So they're going to tell us more about that. But before we go there, Luigi, we're, we're so happy to have you as well. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, thanks. Uh, yeah, my name's Luigi. I'm the major events director on the IBA. Australia chapter board. So I'm uh, in charge of the portfolio that um, organizes our flagship event, which is the uh, Festival of Business Analysis. All right. Thank you. Well, it sounds like it's a really fun event. Anything with festival in the title has got to be fun. I, and I have to know, why Festival of Business Analysis? How did you come up with that name? Um, it, it might uh, have something to do with uh, the number of hippies on the board. No, um, so <laughs> hey, what, that's okay too. <laughs> what, what we what we had previously before the current uh, way the the festival is organised is we used to have face to face business analysis professional days in each of the capital cities each year, which um, the whole event is the coming together of the BA community in Australia. Um, both uh, in terms of a community for networking purposes and also to see presentations on what's new in the, in the world of business analysis. And with COVID, we, uh, we had to take the face-to-face -face away and turn it into an online platform. And then coming out of COVID, we are combining, we've combined the first one was um, this year, last year, and then this year having the, 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 um, all the face-to-face -face events and an online platform where people can watch the presentations as well. So you put all that together and it's really more of a festival than just a business analysis professional day now. Yeah, it's it's like it's a really kind of a celebration of it as well because I know there's a lot of a lot of events that are fun as well as opportunities to learn. Yeah, and we we were talking earlier this isn't just a festival for uh, Australians. 
uh, this is also hosted online. So you guys are extending this really to the globe to be able to join you in this festival, which is fantastic. Yeah, this is exciting. Now, inquiring minds want to know why three E's? What are the three E's? And um, and why why do you why do you have these three E's? So Brianna, I'll turn that over to you. So let's start by revealing the three E's. Okay. Evolve, emerge, and empathize. How did we come up with the three E's? Well, it was a very organic and intuitive conversation. And if I recall, Luigi, it was about almost 12 months ago, and it was a conversation that we had with uh, um, with our uh, branch uh, volunteering committees. And I think that the kudos goes to Lisa Laya, who was uh, the then leader of the Melbourne branch. And coincidentally, she is now one of the finalists for volunteer, global volunteer of the year for our area. So it was... Liza had this epiphany and light bulb moment saying, emerge, evolve, empathize. And it was immediately, the moment she, she said the words, it was like, that's us. Yeah. And, and we just embraced it, another E. So we <laughs> three E's and we Plus one. started started uh, working with that um, flagship uh, uh, umbrella uh, in front of us. Yeah. So you've taken the, that theme that, that sort of came up with a conversation and you've now got tracks for each of these, right? And, and today we're gonna speak to a speaker on each of those tracks to give you a flavor of, if you're online, what you might enjoy here. But also, Luigi, there's a number of locations people can go to in Australia for this, right? Yeah. So it, it uh, the event takes uh, place um, uh, on the week starting the 16th of October this year in five capital cities in Australia, which are uh, Melbourne, uh, Sydney, Brisbane, uh, Perth and Adelaide. And um, during that same week, the online presentations happen during that whole week um, on each of those days as well. Um, and just on though the three E's, um, the the they the, the emerge and evolve and empathise, uh, they cover the themes of um, um, how um, the 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 uh, BA profession is is evolving, as you would always expect at the, the one of these kind of days. But they also cover um, how we're emerging and how ways of working in the profession are emerging coming out of COVID and then empathize stands for all of those uh, lovely soft skills we all like to talk about and all of those things that are really important to being a business analyst as well. Um, so uh, the, the, the festival kind of context of discussing all of those three themes um, is shown in the way that we organize the committee um, so that we have a committee that each of those capital cities have a branch um, uh, and uh, we um, coordinate with those branches um, through the year to organize the event. 
Yeah. And for our viewers, uh, Luigi and Brianna have offered a discount for those of you who would like to participate in the conference. So here are the details. There's a QR code on the screen there that you can scan, but there's a discount code that you can use. It's BA Live, and that'll give you a 10% discount on your ticket prices. Yeah, that's that's a really great opportunity. And because, you know, there's the the live events across uh, across the country, and that's pretty significant because it's not like Australia is a small place. So that Luigi, you've been organizing the live events in all of those locations and then adding on top of that um, an online component. Holy smokes. You've earned your major events director. title this year. It's due in part that we have a wonderful conference um, partner that we uh, use to professionalize as much as possible. But um, yes, Australia is actually as big as the United States. So those three, it has three time zones. So, uh, and there's a time zone for uh, three of those capital cities and then uh, Adelaide and then Perth, uh, half an hour behind and three hours. So it is as big as the United States. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and if my, if I may add, we also work in a very close collaboration with other chapters in the Southern Hemisphere. And this year, we are, um, uh, we are very excited that the New Zealand chapter is also going to uh, take part in the overall program and they're going to have their own event on the night of the Monday, 16th of October. So we are adding yet another time zone. Um, <laughs> That is uh, basically how we are all. This is what, when we are saying evolving, the whole concept of the BAPD, the professional days, go growing to the online um, week and then coming to this festival concept of uh, bringing together the best of online and the best of in-person communication and connecting with people, that's us. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Well, listen, Welcome. we're gonna we're gonna uh, talk to some of the speakers. We've got one that represent uh, represents each track, so um, I know our audience is going to be really interested to hear some of what they'll see um, if they attend the event. So let's go over there and talk to those speakers. Key for this conference is Evolve, and joining us today we've got Sam Botel. Please welcome Sam. Hi, Sam. How are you today? I am hey, fantastic, fantastic. G'day to both of you. G'day as well. G'day. <laughs> Sam, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm a, a trainer and I help people learn every day in terms of way, in terms of agile, scrum, facilitation, leadership. Uh, and it's just a pleasure to help people learn and improve uh, every day. That's great. And you're presenting an online topic. And tell us how that's connected to Evolve. Yeah, so the online topic I've got is called Hybrid Hell. And we're going to be delivering this in a virtual way. But the, the, the workplace that we are all in now, since COVID, we are all working in a hybrid way, which basically means some people are in the office and some people are at home. And that you will be the person in the office one day, but you might be the person virtual another day. And this hybrid way of working, we're not very good at it. And we need to evolve and constantly see how we can improve our ways of working. Even when you put good practices in place, you need to keep learning and improving how you work when we've got half the team in the office and half of the team not. I love it. That's great. 
Yeah, hybrid hell. I I feel like um, w that title probably has a little bit of a story behind it. Why hybrid hell? Because every time we try and have these virtual and in-person connects, something goes wrong. Something goes wrong. Today when we connected Susan, something went wrong for your connection. And True. when you've got people who are in the office dominating, so a team are in the office and if you're having trouble connecting or whether you're, you've connected but they've forgotten that you exist, the whole problem with the, the hybrid is that some people in the office connecting as, as humans do in the office, and yet somebody's virtual, somebody's not there. And that we need to have empathy with that person. And it can be real hard, as you as you both know, all the meetings you go to. Uh, and we're, we're bad enough at meetings anyway. Only about 15% of meetings are deemed successful anyway. 15% wow. of meetings are deemed successful. So we're terrible at meetings anyway. We have a disengaged workforce globally with only 23% of people feeling engaged at work. And now you throw hybrid in there, boom, it's hell. <laughs> Good description. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, you mentioned empathize. Um, and I feel like that's been a, a little bit of a running theme through, uh, through each of the speakers that we've talked with in this series. Why empathize? What, what is it that we are missing, um, empath not empathizing with the folks that aren't in the virtual room with us? Yeah. I think we just forget when we get into a room with other people. So remember the last time you were in the office and you were you were in a session with colleagues and you just get so in the moment in terms of the relationships and the connections you're having in person that you just lack that often. You lack that empathy with the people who are not there. You're talking and you don't realize after about half an hour, we had a session the other week, half an hour in, someone virtual said, we can't hear the guest speaker because the microphone's not close enough. Half an hour in, they missed it. And this was a senior exec in a meeting giving some really, really important messages. And we weren't checking, we weren't empathizing with that person. They missed it. They missed it because they couldn't hear the voice because the microphone in the room was not close enough. Wow. And we just forget to check in, Susan. We forget to yeah. have that empathy. Yeah. 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 So, Sam, in the online talk that you're doing, give the audience a sense for what they can look forward to to join your session. Yeah, thanks, Scott. I'm going to give them a view of why this is a problem. And I mentioned a little bit earlier in terms of the, the, the general lack of engagement that people have in the workplace, the fact that the meetings we run are pretty average anyway. So I'll start with that context. Then I'm going to give some scenarios, three examples of different hybrid workshops or scenarios. And as I go through the three different scenarios of hybrid meetings, I'm going to give you lots of tips and tricks. So you're going to walk away probably with about 30 little habits that will help you think about how you're working in this hybrid way and how you can actually improve. So probably 30 habits, little, little, little shifts that can help us empathize with those people, but also can help us evolve in terms of the way we're working in this hybrid way. Wow. That sounds really interesting. Wow. How long is this talk? I'm going to give them all of that in about 25 minutes. So um, <laughs> we're going to go rapid fire, but I'm also going to crowdsource, Susan. I'm going to crowdsource. So what I love to do is to use the channels that we've got. So this will be a virtual talk, and I'm going to use the chat channels in any ways that we can communicate with the audience at the conference. To, they can tell, tell everyone else what they're doing, which is more suggestions. So I'll bring 30. We'll probably crowdsource another 50 ideas. So you'll be full of tips and tricks by the time you leave. 
Oh my gosh. So definitely if, uh, if, and I think that's a lot of reality for folks these days is we are working hybrid. So if you're looking for tips, see Sam and his, in his talk. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, chatting with us, Sam. Look forward to the presentation. Uh, it sounds really insightful. Thank you. And uh, I look forward to seeing you both in a virtual world when the talk comes in a few weeks. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah. Thanks. Sam. Thank you. Let's talk about the Empathize track. And for that, we've got a guest. It's Phil Delalande, and he's gonna talk about human-centered design at the Festival of Business Analysis. Hey, Phil. Good day. Hi. Hi <laughs> and Hi, truly, Hi, good Susan. day. <laughs> yeah. Good day, absolutely. That works in this scenario. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about yourself and the session that you're gonna be leading at Festival of Business Analysis. Absolutely. Well, I'm Phil de Lalonde, and you pronounce my name perfectly, which is a, a rare thing. Um, I'm a French-Australian, so my uh, name is usually Australianized. Um, I'm a human-centered designer. Uh, I'm the managing director of um, a small business called Symphonia. And uh, really, I specialize in, in innovation, transformation, strategy, uh, and everything uh, where human-centered design brings value to the table. Um, and I'll be speaking at the conference on the 19th of October Okay. Um, in the afternoon at 2 p.m. And I'll be running a workshop actually for 90 minutes on uh, user experience techniques um, with uh, tips and tricks of the trade. Oh, that's great. So give us a little bit of a flavor, Phil, in terms of what people can experience in the workshop that you're doing. Right, so um, we're going to make it a bit of a, a hands-on workshop because I think workshops are only interesting when you, when you can actually participate and get a bit of a flavor yourself, play with uh, with canvases, play with techniques, tools, and not just uh, hear stories, but um, really get tactile. Um, so we'll be mixing um, fundamentals of human-centered design, um, correlations, and how it can really help the, the, the trade of a business analyst. Uh, we'll be using industry-specific examples from my experience or uh, the experience of people that uh, I've worked with. Um, so trying to really uh, illustrate the impact uh, of, of uh, design thinking of human-centered design. You know, this is a, it's a business analysis conference, and I, I bet you some of our viewers are thinking, okay, so what does human-centered design have to do with business analysis? Where do you see the intersection of those two things? Well, it's quite interesting because I've always worked with business analysts and I absolutely love working with business analysts. We make absolutely powerful uh, duos or teams uh, on, on, on projects. Um, there's um, a lot of techniques there that, that are really, I think, part of the, of the tool set of business analysts either way, uh, but that might be um, more or less um, uh, um, important, let's say, or uh, have more or less um, uh, light, let's say, in different scenarios, uh, and, and really uh, being able to uh, bring, if you like, the, the skills of, of a business analyst and really the, the, the empathy lens and the techniques around, you know, bringing 
the, the end users, bringing the customers into the conversation at the center of the, of the conversation and really uh, nurturing collaboration, co-creation and all those techniques there are things that work really well together. Um, so, and I've, um, I, I have to say, uh, well, there's, there's a lot of great business analysts in Perth and I've worked with some in healthcare, in mining, in uh, all sorts of contexts. And uh, uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, always a, a pleasure. And I, I see a lot of um, collaboration and correlations there um, happening so, so when, between the two. When you're working on user experience design and, and working in a business analysis project, um, we often hear from testing professionals, for example, hey, if you bring me in early in the project, it really helps me out. The user experience design, is that similar that, you know, being there at the inception of what are the challenges we're trying to work through? Is that important or is it more of middle of the project, end of the project? It's tremendously important in, in, in my opinion. And I always are on the side of let's bring let's bring as many people as possible early in the project. Obviously, you don't want to okay. go overboard, right? But it's true that um, the, the understanding, um, the lay of the land from the start uh, really helps de-risk projects. It, mm-hmm. it helps um, avoid having um, uncomfortable conversations a bit later on, where you you want to do what, or you know, and it can be uh, it can be from from design, from uh, UX, from UI. It can be from legal. It can be from any standpoint. So really, okay. what we try to do is is bring. Uh, front load that conversation or so those awkward conversations that ensure that you know from the get-go um, we, we we don't leave any stone unturned um, in in particular when we think um, of of design right the and the the definition of design is really how it works so it's the the mechanisms right and and the, the way it looks is really going to be um, shaped up by the intricacies of of the thing itself and and how it works. So that that's why I think you know it's tremendously important to have those um, lenses represented around the table early on. Yeah. So in the spirit of empathize, remember we want to empathize with our business analysis and UX professionals and bring them in early, right? Exactly. <laughs> so they don't feel yeah, the that's pain the later. multi-layered. Well, you know, exactly. <laughs> Right, <laughs> it's empathized yeah. for everybody. Um, so, so final question for you: Will you be available for uh, attendees to engage with you before and after these sessions? Because you're going to be in person in Perth, right? Absolutely, I'll be available at the event all day. Uh, I'm available now. If you want to find me on LinkedIn, <laughs> always up for having a chat, a virtual coffee. If you're a bit uh, too far on the other side of the ocean, but absolutely available before and after as well. Okay. Well, Phil, we'll include your LinkedIn profile link uh, in the YouTube video when we publish that. Um, So thank you for joining us today and sharing a little bit of uh, what you're going to be doing at the conference. It's been wonderful and nice to meet you. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Susan. Our next speaker is going to talk to us about Emerge. And I'd like you to welcome, we with us today have Ruth Lewis. Hello, Ruth. How are you? Hi, Hi, Scott. Hi, Susan. How are you? Nice to meet you. Yes, nice to meet you virtually. So, Ruth, tell us a little bit about your background so our viewers can understand that. Sure. Well, I am actually a business analyst and I've been a business analyst um, working actively for around eight years. Um, But actually, my background is initially as a a telecommunications and networks consultant for many, many years. Um, Then, as I mentioned, um, doing business analysis as a senior business analyst 
And then um, out of that, I actually started a master's of strategic foresight, which means I'm actually a qualified futurist. And through that master's program, I became aware of um, the area of AI, in particular issues around the ethics and sustainability of emerging technologies. And through that, I became involved in what's known as Ethically Aligned Design, which was a, an initiative of the Institute of Electrical uh, Electronics Engineers, the IEEE, uh, which is a global organisation that develops standards and methodologies. Um, since then, I've become uh, quite heavily involved in developing standards, as well as a, an AI certification program. And uh, I guess that's what my presentation for the IIBA um, at the upcoming Australian uh, uh, Festival of Business Analysis 2023 will be all about, is the methodologies that will help business analysts um, um, in, in dealing with automated decision-makings, systems such as AI and other emerging technologies, how to deal with the okay. ethical human value and environmental concerns of their um, stakeholders. Oh, very good. And the Festival of Business Analysis is across a number of different cities. What city would people find you in if they were attending in person? In person, I'll be presenting it in the Sydney Festival um, schedule. Yeah. Oh, and also um, on online as well. I think that'll be on the Wednesday here. <laughs> are you presenting the same talk online and in Sydney, or are you doing something different for the online version? It'll be very similar. Yes, thanks. Yeah. So this is this is a topic that is really interesting to to both Scott and I. Um, responsible use of AI, um, and you know, we often talk here about business analysis as a relationship business. How BAs really are involved in a lot of human-centered work. So why is it that you think business analysts are are particularly primed for being part of um, ethically used AI projects? Yeah, well, I think business analysts tend to have a very strong uh, empathy muscle, generally. Um, they are particularly primed toward uh, understanding the ethical and environmental concerns of their stakeholders and truly understanding what stakeholders need to be in the room to to have those conversations and then to, to elicit those concerns and then actually turn them eventually into um, the, the a set of, re, of strong requirements that then obviously feeds into the design process. And these methodologies will support them to do that. I, this yeah, is I've got a, a background in some sustainability. I have a sustainability professional certificate, um, and, and that resonates with me in terms of when I brought my business analysis skills into that area, hmm. being able to hear information from people and package it up and communicate it in a way that more people can understand. Yeah, mm -hmm. I can really see that that message for me resonates. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Um, there's also a program which I'll be talking about in the in the uh, festival. Um, presentation, which is around a certification program for AI systems that are already in situ, they already exist, or even as a, a design, at least, where oh. you can actually certify them as trustworthy. So this is another role that potentially business analysts could consider whether they would like to 
um, develop skills as an assessor of trustworthy AI systems. Um, and that's a remarkable opportunity for them to, to hear about uh, and learn about and, and potentially consider for their for themselves as a perhaps as a career opportunity. That does sound interesting. Yeah, I think what's interesting here is that we often think that um, ethics or any kind of human-centered work that we do, there's not a lot of frameworks. But I think what you're saying is, no, no, there actually is a framework for this, which I think is really fascinating. I think that's probably why this talk is on that emerging track, because, you know, we yeah. get focused on the, the tools and techniques of business analysis, but this framework allows us to really incorporate and assess those, um, the, the human parts of this. I know we were talking earlier and you were talking about that our systems and our technology should reflect, let's see, the, who we are and what values are important to us. And I think that's just so amazing that you mm -hmm. see business analysis professionals as being, um, I don't know, pioneers helping to helping really to do that on projects. That's, I think Correct. it's pretty amazing. And yeah. I think we are highly sensitised to these sort of things, as I mentioned, mm -hmm. through our empathy to stakeholders and, and what concerns they may have. And those concerns could well be widely or, or perhaps empathetic with the business concerns, but how business reflects and, and, and sits within societies, um, some of those outcomes, some of the measurements that, that need to be um, considered right from the very beginning of the project from concept all the way through to implementation and beyond these methodologies which as i mentioned uh, to you earlier are highly compatible with the ba boc um, it'll give you tools to be able to uh, put together qualitative and quantitative uh, measurements to measure well-being which are beyond just you know, um, economic or uh, productivity or cost reduction metrics, but but looking at things like yeah, people's health or community health, in individual um, outcomes um, as a result of putting in or potentially putting in some of these systems. And we're really talking about decision-making systems where you're automating decision-making. Um, oh, okay. Where, you know, it's, it goes, it uses I suppose, risk methodologies, but goes beyond that to really look at some of the effects on on societies, on the individuals, on communities. And we're talking virtual communities here as well. So, yeah. and how you actually can embed uh, ethical design features into a design to make sure that the outcomes are really positive. Um, so that, that's something that I think business analysts will be in a way uniquely positioned to to be able to do and to be able to offer to their customers and their their clients yes well wow, that's great ruth i really look forward to uh, the online presentation i won't be in australia but uh, certainly online i'm looking forward to it so thank you for joining us today and, and giving us a little bit of a snippet as to what people can expect at the festival yeah thanks, thanks ruth thanks yeah excellent thanks for having me mm -hmm. well brianna and luigi i want to thank you for coming back uh, you know, those speakers are impressive. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I know that folks that are attending the Festival of Business Analysis, they are really, if, like, if that was just a taste of what they're going to get, man, they are going to have a week's worth of really awesome um, talks. So 
Yeah, thanks. I, I don't even know where you found uh, all of these speakers, but they are really incredible. I actually, I went out to the speakers list on the festivalofbusinessanalysis.org website. It's impressive. It's a, it's a really impressive lineup that you guys have. It really is. Yeah. And, and it looks like they're on different locations. Uh, Luigi, if people are joining online, uh, how do they get to the agenda to see who they'll see? Uh, so, yeah, we um, have our all, uh, website, the Festival of Business Analysis.org. And if you go to that website, you'll be able to see um, a link to the online program. We have the programs for each of the capital cities, but there's also an online program. Um, and that details all of the the speakers, um, and most of which are international speakers that we have online uh, okay. on the platform. Okay. And that platform is uh, um, uh, available for six months um, at the at the um, after the end of the festival, so that if you don't get to see all of those speakers live, um, you're able to go in and see recordings of all those presentations uh, for six months afterwards. That's a great feature, seeing some of the time zone differences between Australia and other places around the world. Yeah, Very so you don't have to get up at three o'clock in the morning uh, if you don't if you don't want to, if that's all your thing. <laughs> well, yeah, so this is, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm going to go back to the speakers because they've really got me thinking about those three E's again. And even though each of the speakers fit nicely into Evolve and Emerge, what strikes me is that there was a lot of empathize in each of uh, each of their talks that they you know shared they gave us a sneak peek into so i really feel like empathize is going to be one of the takeaways from this conference just that ability to connect with people to understand people i mean it's a track but i feel like maybe that's really what festival of business analysis is about it's really connecting with other humans it is indeed and susan I, uh, that's an interesting point because it also is very much connected to your question. Wow, how did you get up such an amazing lineup of uh, presenters and contributors? That's how we simply um, reached out to our uh, connections uh, and networks and uh, friendship uh, relationships all across Australia as well at glo and globally. And the fact that we have this incredible lineup, and these are people who are contributing because they feel that we are aligned and it matters. And a lot of these speakers, they come technically from fields which you would not traditionally associate with business analysis. But we all empathize and we all care about similar values and uh, similar issues and similar topics. So empathy is essentially what brought this amazing lineup together. Yeah. Yeah. You really can tell. You really can tell. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a great conference. So I don't know, Scott, if you want to pop up that um, that discount code because you'll only get it here. Um, so if you're watching today, you're only going to see this discount code here. So festivalofbusinessanalysis.org. There's the discount code for you to get a 10% off discount if you join um, BA Live. 
So there you there you go. Um, Louis, there's bonus yeah. points for people too if they can recognize there was a different spelling somewhere in this broadcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> mm, let's see if you can find it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, Luigi and Brianna, it is so great to have you both. Um, you know, we don't often get to have guests from Australia on here, so we are super excited. We probably should have started off with "g'day," but. G'day. <laughs> well, Susan, you see, we our group here, we are a true testament to how international our community is. Because I think everyone can guess that uh, uh, we all bring our own uh, background and, uh, and, and history here. But yes, G'day. It is G'day for uh, Luigi um, and myself. No idea what is it for uh, you in the Americas. Yeah. Well, we'll just call it G'day. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks. Thanks again for joining us today, you guys. Um, and let's talk about what's up next Wednesday because we're doing it again. Um, so next Wednesday, we're going to be talking about backlog management. It's The Rock Crusher. That is IIBA Publications' very first book that we were putting out. And we are going to have one of the authors talking about The Rock Crusher. So we hope to see you then. Take care. This is the end of our live session, but if you've got questions, you can send us an email at live at IIBA.org or leave us a voice message and we'll answer your question at one of our upcoming broadcasts. Join us. <laughs>